Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tellus. Back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on December 8th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. You're going to feel stupid, dumb, awkward, foolish, but that just goes with the territory. Again, you're going to feel stupid, dumb, awkward, or even foolish, but that just goes with the territory. And that's by Les Brown. Or it went something like that. It was uh, actually on the a speech of Les Brown's I was listening to. I didn't write it down, but I just remember. I just, you know, try to remember. I, it, it pretty much went like 90% like that. And I've heard, um, I've, I heard another speech of uh, Denzel Washington when he was giving the commencement speech at, uh, I can't remember what it was, college. And he said something like, he said something to that same effect. And I'm, I'm, I apologize if I'm sounding extra slurry today. But today was uh, I had to change out my my mouth trays or whatever you call them, and so right it's funny. So as soon as I was getting used to the other one, you know, I had to change them out to the new ones today. I have to change them out once a week, and um, and I, I you know I was I was just gonna flow with it and not even mention it, but. I, I just feel like I'm, I'm sounding kind of funny. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that. That's why. So you guys won't think I'm drunk or something. So, so yeah. So, um, so that quote is, is sort of fitting. Last night, my, uh, my daughter, we, we went to a, my daughter had a choir thing for school. Uh, so we had, we went, we went to see that and she sung in the choir, but she actually had a little speaking part that, I didn't. We didn't even know about, it. and we didn't know about it. She never mentioned it. You know, this is my this is my daughter, who's. Um, I have two daughters that are more like I was when I was growing up. Did not meaning like kind of to themselves, kind of uh, more introverted, artistic type. Not autistic, but artistic, like artist type. Um, and this is my middle daughter. And she's actually my, my wife was actually like this also to where we would we would like skip school before we had to get up in front of a, a crowd and speak. Now this is how I was when I was growing up. Uh the only the only time that I had any sort of no fear is when I had my instrument instrument in my hand when I played saxophone. I can get on any stage and play. And that was the only time I ever like that's that was the only thing I was even known for. Like, you know, I, I would I would play solos and stuff in, in school. But uh, as I remember in uh, middle school, was it middle school? Yeah, middle school. I was in this play. <laughs> like a teacher wanted me to be in this play, and the reason was is because I I could read good and I you know I mean I mean you know I, I was I was a pretty decent student. And so she asked me to be in this play, and it was a major part. And and I was like, you know, this is one of those teachers where I didn't want. Like she was, she was like, 
she wasn't taking no for an answer. She was actually trying to do some good for me. She knew I was kind of shy and stuff, and she was trying to like push me. And um, and I was like, all right, you know. So so she was like, she knew I was hesitant. So she was like, at least come and try out for the part. So we, I tried out, and I actually got the part. And the other guy, uh, who was just as good, but he, the only difference was. I could I could speak better and read better and stuff like that, but I was I was like the more shy type. And this guy, you know, he could speak good and stuff, but not as good as I could. But he wasn't shy at all. This was this was a guy that nothing, not like nothing. He was just that guy, that that go getter type guy, outgoing. He just wasn't shy at all. He was he was funny and matter of fact, he was smart too. You know, so he was, he had like every, he was smart, funny, everything. So he was like the backup. And um, so <laughs> the close, like when we had practice, we both, pra you know, we both did the practices, me and, me and the backup guy. And so as we got closer, I remember just starting to sabotage myself because I was like getting, I was just getting more and more frightened of doing this thing right and so i ended up just just kind of like miss start missing practices and she knew what i was doing and she she pulled me aside one day in class this, this she was actually a spanish teacher so one day in class she pulled me aside she was like i know what you're doing she was like you, you, you know she's pretty much saying if, if this is where you're going to be your your entire life you're never going to get anywhere you, you know you know she's like it's the this the earlier you start doing this type of stuff, the better you'll be. But I was like, I wasn't hearing it then, you know what I mean? But anyway, that guy went and did the part and he was like a school celebrity after doing that. He just, he became like the school celebrity. I mean, he was already a popular guy, but he even, I mean, and I, I just remember like being like, Man, that could have been me, you know. Like, I mean, I, just, I was just like, why didn't I do that? And I remember, like, the next day after that, the performance, the actual play, I remember the teacher just giving me this look, like, told you, you know. But anyway, so, so my daughter, she never told us she had to like speak a part. And, and mind you, it was it was just a brief speaking part. But I mean, you got to be a parent to kind of like understand this, like when you when your kids start breaking out of their shell. So we, we get there, me, my, uh, me, my wife, and my two other daughters, you know, we, we go in and sit, sit down in the audience, and we, gra we grab the, um, what you call it, uh, uh, one of the flyers, the, uh, what you call it, program, we grab the program, and I looked at it, and my, actually, I'm, I'm reading through it, and I didn't even see, I was just trying to see what songs going to be, you know, they were going to do, and my wife pointed to the top, and it said, you know, speaking parts. And it showed that my daughter was going to be speaking. And we just like looked at each other. We're like, what? You know, we would, I mean, we were just like surprised. We're like, well, that can't be because she didn't, we didn't hear her practicing. She never asked for us for help practicing. We, we had no idea. And she didn't say anything about it. And, <laughs> and we were just kind of like anticipating, right? And sure enough, man, it got to it, got to the part, and you know, she spoke her part and did it with no, no, no big deal at all, no problem. I'm like, wow, you know. So here, you know, 
here it is like we we all you know she's our shy one and and now it's like you know she 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 handled like a like no big deal like she wasn't even like she's never been shy like she don't even know why we think she's shy and uh and i remember my wife saying she would have never i mean I, I, she, she was just saying like how when she was growing up she would have never done like this thing like that and i was like well yeah but you know, kind of keep that to yourself. <laughs> but but my our kids know know you know our personalities growing up. Although I'm totally different now. Like I, I don't I don't care about you know speaking in front of people. I I outgrew that. Like I think in the military. I think the military like pushed that out of me. Um, but it, but my wife she still sort of like that. Even though she has to do that on a regular basis for her work, she has to give. Uh, whole meetings and stuff like that but uh so but i remember telling telling my kids this you know like the the same thing that i do on this podcast i give small snippets of the same stuff to my kids you know tell them that you know just because you fear doing something like speaking in front of people and, and being you know looking dumb looking foolish just because you fear it and try to stay away from it doesn't it doesn't make you exempt from it happening to you you know what i mean so just because you 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 are you think you are sheltering yourself from looking dumb looking stupid every day you wake up there's going to be a chance of you looking dumb at something looking stupid looking foolish looking like you don't know what you're doing regardless of if your intentions is to do that or not regardless of if you you are in front of a crowd of people or not regardless you're gonna you could be in the store and slip and fall you can be like now it's snowing it's, it's all icy here in colorado springs you can be walking into the store you can be walking to, to school you can be do, doing whatever fall trip you know what i mean but one thing affects another so if you are already at the point of your life to where you you notice you know no matter what, you're gonna look dumb, stupid, or something. If you fall, it's, not, it's gonna be it's not, it's not gonna be a big deal. You're just gonna get up. I remember my wife. Um, we had a we had a shop in the mall. We were renting space in the mall, one of the malls here for art and stuff. We were, we were doing like this um, consignment. Yeah, that's that's how it is. we weren't renting. It was a consignment shop, and we had our stuff in the shop, right? And so we ran out of stock, and and we, we some of some stuff of my wife because she was the only one in there with it were big sellers and the lady who owned the store happened to live out by us like she was like our neighbor and we didn't even know it she she wasn't our direct neighbor she lived like two streets over or something like that right and um so she she wanted to replenish the stock and she was just gonna on her way to open the store she was just gonna drop by and get it so she pulled in the driveway and I was on my way. Just this was a snowy day. It was around like December, January or something like that. And I, I was going out to uh, handle the stuff and I ran out and, and our driveway, like one of the slippery, our driveway is like really, it's like black ice. And it doesn't even take much to get black ice because it, it doesn't it doesn't get sun. You know, the way the way our house is facing it does it's like our house like well actually our side of the street the way our driveways are 
push is our side of the street is always like when it starts to snow. If we don't shovel it, it's, it's not going to go away. It's just going to be there. Even if the sun is out, it's just going to be there. So, so this day it was it was slick, but you couldn't really see it. it. You know, there was like no snow or nothing, but it was like black ice. And so I go out there, you know, trying to be helpful. And I swear, man, my whole entire body, it was like, like a cartoon skit to where when I fell, it was like I hovered in the air for a few seconds before I hit the ground. <laughs> I mean, it was like slow motion. It was like my, it was like I was laying parallel in the air and then just dropped down. It wasn't even like, it was just like I went from standing to being straight parallel to the ground and then on the ground. It was just like, boom. But then I, but then it, just, it was just like reflex. Then I, I popped back up. And I remember, and my wife was out there because she was talking to the lady at the car and I was, you know, bringing the stuff out. And, she, and the lady was, uh, she never got out of the car. My wife was just standing there talking to her while I was getting the stuff. And I remember them being kind of embarrassed for me but they were like are you all right and and i was like oh yeah i'm fine because i bounced right up so quick and picked stuff up and just and, and i didn't even think anything about it until like later i was thinking oh i bet that look worse than i bet the, i bet it looked worse than what it actually was and <laughs> and when that lady left she actually called my wife to make sure i was all right and then even my wife was like you know, she's like, that was a hard fall, she, you know, and I'm, you know, you know how like when somebody else is looking, somebody, you know, outside looking in, they see the whole thing, but, and they, and she's explaining to me how it happened. It, you know, of course, it was later that I realized how it, how it actually looked, <laughs> but I, you know, I wasn't embarrassed or nothing. I was, I was just like, I just, you know, I just went roll with it. So, so that's, that's what I mean by just because you think, well, if I don't put myself out of, out there, nothing will ever happen to me. I I, I would always be uh, protected from looking dumb, protected from embarrassing myself, protected from from looking like I don't know what I'm doing or looking like a fool. No, no, it's just that it's going to be that much worse because you're not you're not acclimated to it. It's just going to be a death blow to you to your feelings, to your ego when it happens unexpectedly. You know what I mean? When you're not trying something new, but you know, you're doing you're doing the no the thing you normally do every day, walking. <laughs> you know, or or whatever whatever it may be. You're doing never the thing you at a restaurant eating and then you start choking. And now you feel embarrassed because you you choked on the uh you, you choked on the fry. <laughs> you know? And 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 that's something you do every day, eat. Matter, matter of fact, that should be more embarrassing than trying something different. You you do that every day and what, obviously you can't do, you get choked, you can't, you don't know how to drink. You know how to drink a soda, you get choked on the soda. You've been drinking all your life, you don't know how to, how to drink a soda. And you know, so, <laughs> so that's what I, that's what I mean. But like I said again, man, I'm proud of my daughter. I'm proud she got out there and did that and, um, you know, it, it, it's because it, it, like I said, you you have to be you. A lot of you guys out there, guys and gals, know what I'm talking about. When you have that one kid and you just, you know, you want them to come out of their shell. 
and then they do something like that, like no big deal. It make you feel like, was I injecting my own, um, I don't know what's the word, you know what what I what I was thinking on on to her when all this time she's just like, no, I I just haven't had the opportunity to to break out of my shell. Maybe maybe it's a little bit a mix of both. Maybe she just got to a point where she was just like, boom. And, uh, and you know, and she we talked about it in the car. She was like, yeah, well, you know, she's just like, I don't, I don't I don't know what you guys are talking about. That was no big deal. You know, it's just funny. Like, me and my wife looked at each other like, are we crazy? But anyway, I just wanted to share that. Um, oh, and speaking on, on the same same thing, this is why I, I yesterday when I went to that, I actually reminded myself because I actually forgot that the the choir thing was going to be tomorrow i mean yesterday so the day before which was tuesday i i worked out in the evening because i wanted to, I, you know i was just trying to test time and stuff and i worked out in the evening i did the 500 and it, and it went awesome I, it was like i did 500 reps you know in awesome um and then so i was going to do it again yesterday I was I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do some other stuff in the morning and I'm gonna do my workout in the evening because it went well yesterday and I was able to recover bounce back all that you know but then I forgot about that choir thing so I didn't end up working out yesterday and I I made up for yesterday this morning so I did 525 reps this morning and I was like I reminded myself I was like oh yeah that's right that's why I work out in the morning because you never know what is going to happen in the evening time. You you never know what what thing, what unexpected thing is going to come up. But when everybody is, is sleep in the morning, you know where everybody is. The, the, the day hasn't even started. That's the best time to work out. And then I was like, yeah, that, what, what was I thinking? It's like one of those things where I've been doing it so long, it was just habit. And I forgot the big one of the big reasons why I do it in the morning, why I work out, why I get up so early, is because I know chances of something unexpected happening. It's not going to happen in the morning. It's, it's not happening that early in the morning. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm back on course. But um, yeah, so I did 520 reps this morning. It uh, took me 39 minutes and like 54 seconds or something like that. And and to tell the truth like the 500 took me like 36 minutes and so this is only 25 reps more and to tell the truth I, you know I thought I was I thought I was doing better time than that I was like what happened I mean I was I, I didn't take hardly any breaks like my first break was after I had done like 200 to 300 reps it wasn't until like the last like I say 150 200 that I actually put my put myself on a one minute time. I mean, I was I was blowing through them, and I I I I broke them up this time by um, I kind of did, and I, I'm basing this on there was another there was a guy's workout that actually probably be my next challenge. There was a workout I did that I saw yesterday. Not actually, it wasn't yesterday. It was it was probably like last week, to where this guy did. Um, he did like three workouts in one, right? So his first, the first workout, the first routine or set was like strength, to where he only did three reps of each exercise with, with the heaviest weight he can really do it. 
right? And then the next one was like cardio, was like a, a, I forget the names he called them. He called it something that was like hyper, hypertrophy, hypertrophy. The first one was like strength. The last, the second one was like hypertrophy. I think that was, that's what he called it. I don't even know what that means, but that, that's, that's, it, it was something like that. It was, it was more like a high, like a circuit, high intensity circuit, um, designed to do, to, you know, build in some cardio. And then the, uh, the third one was like, um, was like multi-joint movement. It was almost like a CrossFit type, type deal. But he did this, these, these three routines kind of like, you know, all in one, one go. Resting in between each different variation, right? So that's, I kind of broke my, um, my workout like that. So I did, um, I did a mix of like, uh, uh, a little bit of, I did like one cardio exercise, which was jumping jack, and then went to my heavier exercises, meaning bench press, pull up, my, my, my exercises, they take the most strength. And then I, once I got to like three or, three or four rounds of those, um, not even doing some of the other ones, then I moved to the, uh, the second tier that take the second most strength, like um, my, my ball squat, press, uh, the ab carver, and uh, like burpees. No, no, actually, no, no, no. Uh, dumbbell rows and then dumbbell swings. So, so I so that's like the second tier. And then the last one was like burpees, push-ups. You know, like like the things that I can do a lot of. You know, push-ups, uh, ab carver, um, and then the uh, the burpees. So I saved the I saved the uh, the burpees for the last most strenuous thing. You know, in that tier. That way, I'm not going from like bench press. I mean, yeah, bench press to pull-ups to burpees. Like those are the three probably most strenuous things in, in my routine. You know, you guys know uh, burpees kill kill me. So burpees, the bench press, and, and the pull-ups. You know, I, I get the burpee, I get the bench press and the pull-ups out of the way early, and then I say the burpees for last. So that's the way I broke it up. And it, and it actually worked pretty good, but I, you know, like I say, I guess I, I took a little more time than I than I thought. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I I did it. Five twenty five. I'm I'm on track uh, again. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to you know wake up early and earlier just so I can because you know the the more reps I do, the the more recovery time I'm gonna need. Not not by much. Especially if I do like I did this morning. This morning I got up, 2:30. I did some uh, some reading and stuff till till around. I, I took it a little longer this morning than I normally do. So I ran to like 2:30. I mean to like 3 o'clock, 3:15. And then I actually um, took a took like a 15 minute nap because my head I was feeling funny, and so so I ended up going down in the basement to work out actually when I when I after that 15 minutes I got back up and read again I just laid on the couch I didn't like go to sleep I just laid on the couch and got the tablet instead of sitting at my desk I got the tablet um, and was was reading on that 
And then, you know, once I got to a stopping point, I went down and, and uh, I went down to work out. And, um, and I was, you know, I, I was like wide awake. And, you know, I was moving. I, I thought I was killing the time. And I didn't look even look at the clock until I was at like 36 minutes. And I was like, oh, man, that's worse than my time yesterday. And and I still had a good bit left. I had about, i say, six or seven more sets of, uh, of you know, varying exercises. And so between 36 in 39 minutes 54 seconds I was able to knock those out and by that time man I was I was dying cause I was just going through them I wasn't I didn't like I didn't like you know rest or anything cause I wanted to beat 40 minutes I was like man I gotta I gotta beat this in 40 minutes so because the way I'm thinking like if it takes me 40 minutes to do you know just over 500 reps then how long is it gonna take me to do a thousand that's the, that's the way I look at it so I'm trying to keep it cl- as close to under 40 I can until I get around like 80, uh, I mean 800, 900 reps. So if that makes any sense. But anyway, like somebody somebody asked me, why do I talk about this stuff? You know, like working out. I'm like I'm not an athlete and stuff. I'm like, well, because I use that same. I use this, this same, these same techniques, these same motivations for other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, think, imagine if I, like I was going to do, imagine if I just started, just out, out the box, started with a thousand reps. I, I wouldn't have made it. I would have been done day one. I probably would have finished it the first day, but then I would have been done. And then what, what did that prove? It proved I could do a thousand reps for one time and that's it. You know, it, it, didn't, it didn't build it up. Instead of having your bigger goal and then planning out the steps to get to that ultimate goal, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, if I if I want to go to London, I just can't go. I just can't pop, and I'm in London. So a thousand miles, I mean a thousand reps is my London. So how am I going to get to London? What airline am I going to take? When? You know how many how many layovers? I, I mean, uh, uh, how many uh, what changeovers? I'm, I'm willing to take or do I want to go straight through am I going to coach first class what am I going to do am I going to rent a car when I get there get a taxi what's you know what am I going to do when I'm in London where am I going to stay so starting at 300 reps is all of that 300 325 350 all of that you know building up to get to that and uh and like I said if you know how to do something well Take that into other aspects and other goals, and then you figure out. Well, okay, I. It's not that I can't do it. It's just that I, I, I haven't. I haven't laid out how I'm going to do it, and and, and why I want to do it. Why do I want to do a, a thousand reps? Well, it, it's it's a good motivation to keep me in shape. You know what I mean? If I if my my goal is a thousand reps, in the process of that, I'm staying in shape. I'm. I'm you know what I mean? So it's like that's my goal. If I if I were to say my my goal is to stay in shape, well yeah, everybody wants to stay in shape. I'm I'm always working on staying in shape. But what happens when just saying I want to stay in shape gets boring? Then I have to make these challenges. And the challenge, and then my goal becomes the challenge. And in the process of the challenge, I'm I'm um, I'm staying in shape. That's why your goal can't be to be a millionaire. 
You can't. You just can't say I want to be a millionaire. I want to be rich. Why? Why do you want to be rich? Why do you want to be a millionaire? That's that's. You should work on that. And then don't even think about the how, but just have some kind of substance. Who who don't want to be a who don't want to be rich? Who don't want a lot of money? That's 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 the easy thing to say. You know, just like saying, man, I want to have a six pack. That's easy to say. What are you gonna to do to do that? And why do you want a six pack? Are you are you gonna do? Uh, are you planning on going on a trip where you're gonna take your shirt off? Why do you want a six pack? What's the what's the reason behind it? You know, why you want a million dollars? What what's the reason behind wanting a million dollars? Like, okay, so what? You want a million dollars? Who doesn't want a million dollars? Who do, who don't want a billion dollars? Why a million over a billion? Why you don't want a billion dollars? You know what I mean? So. So once you figure that out, and I remember having that goal. I remember talking to a friend, me and him came to the same conclusion around the same exact time. It was like, do we do we really want a million dollars? I remember even wanting a, a million dollar home, I, you know, going to the parade of homes. And then on my house, my house is under like, it's, it's under 5,000 square feet. It, it's, it's, it's just under 5,000 square feet. And actually, how, how big of a house? No, I think it's like 3,500, 4,000 square feet, something like that. And and I remember when we bought that house, my wife and I, we bought it with the intentions of, because that was our second, we went from a town home to that house. And then I remember us thinking like, you know, this is just our like first family house. Um, you know, we had aspirations of getting a, a, like a, a mansion, right? But once we moved, once, like we've been there since 03. And then once, like, you start to see what it takes to maintain a house, to keep it up to date, because for, for one thing, you know, when I was in real estate, when I would go see these houses and, you know, um, people wanted to sell a house, and then I look around and see that they haven't done anything to it. They still have the same builder-grade lights, the same builder-grade uh, everything, doorknobs, doors, cabinets. Everything is the same as when they bought it. Even the walls, straight white, the same way they bought it 10 years ago. And I remember seeing, like thinking, um, yeah, man, you gotta you gotta upgrade stuff every three years or so. You, you can't just, especially if you ever think you're gonna sell it because your house is gonna look outdated. And and just some of the stuff my wife and I are going through now. You know, we've been we've been constantly updating and we've been trying to do all the messy stuff before we get the floors redone. You know, so so you know we'll have to so we don't have to worry as much about keeping the the floors uh all all pretty and you know stuff like that. So so once we saw what it takes to do that with this house that's not even that's just as a, a standard house, not even thing close to a mansion, we were like, why in the hell do we want a mansion? Like what? Like what? What was the purpose of that? We we that's so much stuff we want to do to this house. You know, we want to finish our basement. We want to build some um, some outside like living areas, like a, a, a you know like a, a covered patio that you can sit out. No matter what time of the year, you know, snow, rain, you can sit out there still enjoy the weather. Although it's hard here in Colorado because even even if it's just snowing, you can you want to sit out. The wind usually like blowing like crazy, like it is now. But 
you know, we, we look at our acre, we, we got like an acre of land too. It's like, that's so much we, we can do here. There's just so much left to do. And I, and I started channeling, like, why did I want that mansion? I mean, it, it's easy to get caught into that, you know, when you when you are looking at that stuff, when you go to parade of homes and, and, you, and you see all these beautiful houses. But the other thing I was looking at when I was at the parade of homes, I was like, this is the same, some of the same stuff we have in our house. It's just more of it. So it's not even like it's, in, in a lot of the houses, it, it, it wasn't even like it was, anything out of the ordinary like you know porcelain shipped in porcelain floors shipped in from wherever whatever area <laughs> you know it was just the same stuff at home uh home depot and lowe's it was just more of it <laughs> you know what i mean so when, once we started looking at that we were like you know what we can we can just take some of these same design features and and, and implement them in our little modest home you know so this that's and that goes for anything you got to figure out why you want something. And sometimes you come, come to the conclusion, like, you, you really don't. You, it's like you thought you did. You know, why do you want a million dollars? Well, because I want to travel. Well, you don't need a million dollars to travel. Why do you want a million dollars? Because I want to help people. You don't need a million dollars to want to help people. Why do you want a million dollars? You see what I'm getting at? And this is when me and my friend, we came to the conclusion that we wanted the, we wanted the million dollars because we thought we, you needed that to do these things. And once I got that out of my, I had my head, I started looking at things different. Like, well, I wanted to travel. I wanted to go on the cruise. Well, we went on a Disney cruise. We, 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 we travel. You know, we travel every year now. And, you know, it was like, yeah, why did, why did you, why do we think we need a million dollars to do that? And I think that's that cultural thing that was just still lingering on. Like, well, you, we, we don't have money to do that. You know, when I was growing up, you didn't have money to do anything. So I, I always thought you needed money to do stuff. Now, 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 now listen, don't get me wrong. I know how important money is. I want, I want to make all the money I can make in my lifetime. But I'm just saying, when you... If you if you just want something to want it, you don't have a why behind it. Well, that's going to be the reason why you don't get it, because you don't have a you don't have any substance behind why you want it. You just can't want something. Nobody just gets something because they want it. You gotta you gotta have a reason behind it. You gotta have a reason to prepare you to get it, a valid reason. Otherwise, you, you're not going to believe it yourself. You're just lying to yourself. It's like a pipe dream, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I don't even know how I started started that conversation, but anyway, that's where it ended. <laughs> Tell us at straighttalkundercut.com is where you can find me at, where you can send questions, comments, and I hope this that answered the question to that person that sent me the email about uh, why am I always talking about my workout? Well, well that's why. Oh, one, I, I do got I, I have to mention one more other thing. One other thing. So. I was I was trying to figure out. There was a, um, a a speech I was listening to, and it didn't it didn't it was just a static picture. It didn't it didn't show the speakers. So I was trying to find out who this one. It was it was like a compilation of more than one speaker, right? So I was trying to I was looking through the comment trying to find out who this one speaker was because sometimes other people will ask who's the speaker at one minute uh, thirty seconds or who's the speaker at an hour whatever. You know, and then you look at the comment and they say, oh, that's 
you know, uh, Joe Blow or whatever. And so when I was reading it, and, I, and I, I've seen this before, but I just wanted to mention this. Some people, they say it was very motivational. Very, I mean, I got a lot of worth out of it. This was awesome. But once he cursed, I turned it off. And I was like, see, that's, that's what's wrong with the world right now. That's what's wrong with the world. Okay, fine. You, you turned it off. That's what you're supposed to do. But you still left a comment? Just fucking cut, turn it off. Just turn it off. Why did you need to leave a comment? Just turn, you, you think you saying that is going to make that person say, Oh, okay, well, I guess I won't curse in my next speech. If, if you are so afraid that someone is going to curse, YouTube is the wrong place for you. YouTube is the wrong place to be trying to gain motivation. There are so many other, so many other ways you can find motivation that is guaranteed you won't hear any cursing. Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, Les Brown, just go get the audio tapes. But no, you cheap fuck, you, you, you try to get it for free and then going to complain about somebody cursing. That's, that's the problem. If if you are if you want to guarantee that some someone won't, won't offend you by by cursing by saying fuck shit a dick, go buy it. Go buy it to where you know it's guaranteed. This this person doesn't curse in their speeches. You won't hear it. You can't go on the on the where people like C T Fletcher put out their content. <laughs> you know what I mean? That 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 burns me. Man. It, it, it's like. And that's one of the reasons why this 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 podcast is called Straight Talk Uncut because people are so try to be so sterile. I mean that it, that's okay if that's the way you are, but you can't be on an open platform like YouTube and think not only think you're not going to hear anybody curse or you know, a lot of other stuff out way worse than cursing, but to leave a comment when there's so many other ways that you could soon or get your motivation without even having having a second guess are you going to hear any cursing that's dumb to me it's like what is your point for even leaving a comment you think that's going to sway somebody to to say yeah they are right people are such man i, I don't know that, that that's the thing with people it's just like yeah, one a curse word uh, oh, oh, uh, that, people take that so far out, far out of context. Here's somebody providing, putting information out there for free, trying to motivate people in in the way they know how. And then you have people say, "Well, they curse." And like, and again, if 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 you don't curse, fine. But not only go somewhere else, but why are you leaving a comment? Who who needs your comment? Evidently. If we're there watching it, we don't we don't care about it. somebody cursing. It's it's like people want want their opinions, want their bullshit opinions publicized so people can say, "Oh, that person is righteous," because they left a comment denouncing this person cursing. Anyway, I just, I want <laughs> I just remember reading that, and, and and I'm not the person to comment. Like matter of fact, but I want to start doing that. I want to start commenting on positive stuff like. Leaving, I'm 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 a big I'm big against 
leaving negative comments on free stuff. It, it, you know, I'm 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 big on not leaving comments on free stuff if I don't agree with it. It was free. I did. I, I changed the channel. Go, go hit next. Go to another podcast in the playlist. Go to another video in the playlist. Move on. All right. Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com where you can leave questions, comments, send me whatever feedback you want to. Uh, you can leave you can leave uh, comments right on the SoundCloud timeline on iTunes. Look me up, Straight Talk Uncut. Like I always say, I don't know a lot. What I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you in the next episode.